Welcome to Amplify Love, a show for the light worker, the soulful influencer, the seeker of peace, and advocate of love. I'm your host, Jenny Randolph, a former lawyer, a former therapist, current mom, leadership coach, and channel. I bridge clients to the spiritual realm, to angels, ancestors, spirit guides, and even Jesus so they can get answers to their biggest questions about life and purpose. Each show I feature insights and interviews. You'll get tips, tools, and me channeling the archangels and Jesus to help you connect to the true spiritual being that you are and your soul's purpose. And this is needed more than ever in the times that we find ourselves with COVID-19 and it's my pleasure to join with an amazing guest today. I'm welcoming Steve Farrell, the executive director and co-founder of Humanities Team. Steve co-founded Humanities Team with best-selling author Neil Donald Walsh, who you would know from the Conversations with God series. Before Steve co-founded Humanities Team... He co-founded and led two high-growth technology companies based in Silicon Valley in the 1990s. These companies spanned across both the United States and Europe, were featured on Inc. 500 list, and were each operating at more than $75 million in revenue. By that time, Steve was also an officer in both the Young Entrepreneurs Organization and the Young Presidents Organization, but he walked away from all of it when he felt a calling to instead play an active role in creating a movement that could help people across the globe connect more deeply with the oneness of all life and the divine energy of the universe. Steve also serves on the Evolutionary Leadership Council. He lives with his wife, Stephanie, and their two children in Boulder, Colorado. And I am over the moon to be introducing Steve because I first came across Humanity's team probably six years ago. It was on their annual Global Oneness Day, an online event. And it was a time in my life where I was really stepping out into my true purpose, scribing the book Love's Curriculum for Jesus and the Archangels. And I remember sitting at my kitchen table listening to Neil and Steve and Michael Bernard Beckwith did a prayer and tears were just pouring down my face because I knew I wanted to be a part of the message and the movement that they were creating about remembering our oneness and working together. So personally, it is a huge honor and I think an amazing gift for all of you listening to have Steve with us today. So Steve, welcome. Thank you, Jenny, and thank you for that generous introduction. It's wonderful to be here with your listeners, with you and your listeners. Now, Steve, I'm drawn to your bio, the part where you left all of the business world behind. And I relate partly because I left law when I realized it wasn't my soul's calling or my highest service to be a lawyer. So can you tell us about that, how that happened for you, that you knew you needed to create humanity's team and, and make a different path in your life? You bet. Well, let me say that um, 
um, it was it was something to be living the American dream because I grew up with a single mom and six sibling on the East Coast, and I then moved out to the West Coast and had all of these things happen where all of a sudden I'm living the American dream and in these associations and even on private jets and private ski resorts and things like that. But you made um, it. But but um, but actually, you know. Um, it, it was a mirage, this whole American dream thing, because as soon as you have a certain amount, then you, most people want to double that amount. And then they get that amount, and then they want to double that amount. And there's a great deal of stress and anxiety and pressure on everybody. Now, moreover, in the 90s, when all of this was going on, is when I had my own spiritual awakening, reading uh, the Conversations with God books and then other materials, where I came to see that uh, I myself and each person, everybody, the earth herself, all of life is actually an emanation of the divine. And uh, once I accepted that truth, I realized that um, uh, being an entrepreneur and just starting these companies serially was like a kid's game. Wow. My life, I, I was clear that I would be very unhappy if that's what my life was going to be about starting companies, creating all this treasure, uh, and then in a Darwinian way, you know, kind of bringing the treasure back to me and my family and just growing the treasure. When I live on this planet where even in the 90s, there were these enormous challenges. And of course, they're worse today than they were then. Yes. So uh, I lost my passion, probably like you, Jenny, with the law. I lost my passion for business. And uh, there came a day where I knew I needed to sell everything and I needed to move on and and join with others that are light workers all over the world in just creating planetary awakening and creating flourishing. And and I didn't know how I was going to do it. it were, there were two years between the time that I sold these companies that I was involved with and the time that I helped Neil Donald Walsh launch Humanities Team in 2003. But uh, I knew that this is what I must do, and here I am um, 17 years later uh, after the launch of Humanities Team. Wow, 17 years. I, I do relate, and, and for me, it was this really strong inner voice and connection to that, the divine, and for me, angels and guides and uh, this direction on a deeper purpose for me, and that leaving law was part of that. For you, was there a, a point of knowing or, or direction on what you were to do? You know, there were, there were so many miracles that happened all along the way uh, that were just um, affirming of the decision I was making to leave uh, being a, a technology entrepreneur. And uh, so I knew that I was on the, the right path all along. And in fact, in the early years of Humanities Team, it was launched in 2003, my mother-in-law, and hearing me talk of, about humanities team and the work we were doing, she said, Steve, that sounds like a God job. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then I started using that term because I realized yeah. that's, you know, you, you share, you're in touch with Jesus and the angels. And of course, they're a part of this heavenly realm too. Um, but our, our sense from the very beginning was that this was a God job with uh, this awakening that we all must go through this conscious journey that's a part of, that's, that's all of our journey and planetary awakening, which speaks to the collective. Um, these are all things that we have to do if we're going to create this planet and this humanity that we all deeply 
uh, envision and that we've dreamed about forever. Uh, but you know, now, and we will come into the pandemic and what's going on yes. today, but uh, you know, now is our moment where we really, all of us need to step into it and, and become this, become a conscious leader because there's no leader on high that's gonna take us there. There's no, there's no magical way that all of us collectively create this, this new humanity and this new earth. The only way is where each person goes within and listens to their own calling, just as you did, Jenny, with, where you've now, you're doing all these things that are compl completely other than the law. And right. just as I did, leaving uh, this very lucrative lifestyle, um, as we know, I'm, I'm quite sure you would say, and I know I would say, that I'm much richer, actually, today, uh, not necessarily financially, but I'm much richer today for the decision that I've made. And I'm, I'm now every day is fulfilling for me because, because when I, I'm, I'm in service, my, my whole role is to support people that are on this conscious journey to help accelerate that conscious journey and then together to create this planetary awakening which then creates flourishing at every level of life and uh, and it's it uh, you know what what could I give my life to that would be more important than that yes I agree and I think it is coming to the the very real moment that we are um, I I was saying last show that it's like the dress rehearsal is over. We're in the main event right now. All of us who've been up to following God and uh, our true callings and wanting to create peace and oneness and going within. It's like now we're being called to really, yeah, end the dress rehearsal. It's the big event. And I'm wondering, we have listeners probably facing so many varied things right now. Some have lost jobs, some haven't. Um, some may be facing illness. Others are facing isolation at home. The world topsy-turvy. What would there be a really practical way you might invite those people into conscious leadership? What might that look like today, um, this week, during this time? So a couple of things. One is, I think, um, you know, what we resist persists, right? So so where we're feeling this pain and this challenge and uncertainty and anxiety and all of these things, we don't want to try and run away from it. We first want to just be in the middle of it, let it in, feel its messages, understand its meaning, uh, and then pray about it. Uh, pray to the one, because there's no separation, which is comforting, that the divine actually lives within each of us on our, on our conscious journey. We understand that. Pray to the one of which we are a part for guidance and for support, for vision, for direction. And uh, our daily practice, which is our spiritual practice, takes on even more meaning where we really devote the time to go within and to, uh, uh, to listen deeply. Uh, I have a confirming prayer that I share as part of that. So we all have things that we do inside of that. Um, and then to listen in deeply for the role that we are to play. And then, um, then to get involved, to do things, to, to, uh, to help people. And all of us are being bombarded with requests for help. My daughter's school uh, needed financial support. And of course, our family, like all families, have been impacted financially. But her school needs help, and we, we help. The local restaurants are just uh, on life support, and, and many will go out of business. So... Uh, generally, you don't tip, you know, 
when you do takeout, uh, which is the only way you get restaurant food right now is takeout. But tipping them just to help them stay in business because we don't want to lose all of these incredible restaurants. These are just a couple of examples. There, there's so many things. I'm, I myself uh, am working uh, more hours than I've ever worked just in the middle of this because, as you mentioned, the, the, the dress rehearsal's over. You know, mm-hmm. oh, we are standing now right in the middle of the storm. And the last thing that I call to people's attention that are on this conscious journey is what's most important. There, I believe there's a reason that COVID-19 is, is, uh, has come to us. There's always a gift in something. And I believe that uh, it, maybe its primary gift is that we can more than just hit the pause button, which was what has happened. Every commerce has stopped. But pause means that we restart and we go in the same direction. And we'll lose our gift if that happens. It's, it's vitally important that this be a reset button, not a pause button. And so, and as we're springing into action, as we're following the callings that we have to, to just talk about and uh, thoughtfully rebuilding, consciously rebuilding uh, in everything that we're doing, creating a conscious world, because that's the invitation now to set it, to go in a new direction, not to continue in the direction that we were going in that created this existential crisis in the first place. I was, we had a family conversation over the weekend with my uh, 14-year-old and, and 17-year-old, Stephanie and I, and we were sharing uh, that, you know, we really need to reset. We need to go in another direction because your generation, Sophie and Dylan, speaking to them, uh, is living within an existential crisis, and it's going to impact you uh, if we don't do something about it. So we, we need to do something about that now. Yes. I, oh, yes. I When you said... We need to see that this isn't a pause, it's a total reset. And I think calling each each person here who's on this conscious journey and wanting to help and going within with their spiritual practice each day and, and being guided to small and big ways to help um, actively and physically is to really keep that in their forefront keep that overriding theme. How can each of us make sure this isn't just a pause that we are with our voice, with our leadership, with our own way we're, we're viewing this, that it is that reset. Cause I think that's also that, that main event here is for us to not only remember our spiritual divine being and that we're all connected and we're all together in this, but to take, be the awakeners of that reset at this time. I think that's a really powerful call to action for people. Absolutely. And, and um, I think also what's, what's most important now where we're at this stage of the journey, because we're, we've come a good distance on this journey and now it has to go beyond our, our articulation and our voice it's our expression that's most important. It's easy to talk about being loving and being patient and being kind. It's another thing to express that in our homes and at work and so on, to, for people to really feel that, uh, because that's what this whole conscious rebuilding is. It's more than an, an articulation. We all picked that up early in our journey. We're now at this stage where we want to embody and express these messages. And so as part of our spiritual practice and these things that we're doing during the day to really feel into, am I being as loving as I can be? Am I being as truthful as I can be, as patient, you know, and, and on. And then to really uh, to really do our very best 
to demonstrate that. Yes. And to, I, I would add to have that patience and that lovingness and compassion towards ourselves as well, like towards the self to often I think we can get outward directed, like how can I be more patient with my kids and how can I help? And to remember that it also starts with that lens upon ourselves. Am I, am I making room for my feelings here? Like you mentioned that earlier, we need to be, we're going to feel um, hope and joy with our families at this time. We're also going to be feeling grief and loss. And if you're empathetic, you're going to feel it for the entire world so to really be loving, kind, patient, not only with those who are around us in isolation, but with ourselves. I think that's yeah. such a key Yeah, oh, that is so important. Yeah, so thanks for bringing that in, Jenny, because um, one is we often forget to do it. A lot of us that are on this journey are, are more in the giver category, and sometimes we even have trouble receiving. So uh, so being that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Being patient and kind with ourselves, taking time to breathe and not just moving from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, but really uh, taking that time to feel the, the presence and the guidance and the support of this one of which we're a part. Um, and there are many beautiful ways that we can do that even during the day when we're at work and certainly in the morning and at night. Um, so because we can't. Um, the, the way this works, of course, is we can't give anything away that we don't have. So we can try and express it, but if we're not really loving ourselves and seeing ourselves and feeling ourselves in a loving way, it's hard to be very loving because you can't give away what you don't have. So it's important that we create that for ourselves first and we truly feel really good about who we are and what we're doing. And then we'll be uh, this whole spillover effect can can work well. Yes, I love it. It's that feeling where love love is boundless, endless, giving and receiving, like a constant loop, really. And I was, as we were, as you were sharing that, I was imagining that really our creator, the one, wants us to feel connected with the divine at this time, to really feel that in whatever we're facing and whatever is in front of us during the day to really know that 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 ever presence and that comfort is always there, no matter what we might see in the news, no matter what we might be feeling or facing. It's really an opportunity to, I would say it's easy to to believe or have a spiritual practice sometimes when things are going easy, but it's really the test when things feel like they're not. Yes, and let's even, it's so important that let's let's even just take a moment here experientially mm. to fill into this divine presence that's, that is everything. It's omnipresent, right? So it means it's everywhere and in everything always. And so even right now, right in this very moment to just breathe into that and to know that there's no separation, that everything, every kind of guidance or support or vision uh, any question that we might ask, that the answers are right here. The love, which we're talking about, which is so important, speaking about and expressing that, the love in its most uh, sublime form is here right in the, this very second that we're talking right here, right now. And that fear where we feel these things, these financial or health 
or other things, safety things that are anxieties that are here, we can we can feel into that this these really are false evidence appearing appearing real that it's not real that that we are uh, everything everything that we could want or need and love in its fullest form is right here right now. Beautiful. And what I noticed in that space is how, how much power there is in that. Like power to heal, power to uh, comfort, power. That's just the power of oneness and connection. As you said, there's nothing missing in that. It's so full. It is. Also, you know, it helps for me to just go back into the past when there are things that are challenging, like, the, like uh, what is happening now. Uh, I can go back and remember many moments that were very challenging where I persevered through. And then when I got to the other side, uh, I could see that it was all just, it was false evidence appearing real. These challenges that I was feeling into weren't even present, uh, that uh, they're in the world around me. And then, and I allowed them to creep into my thoughts, which then created the anxiety, which is why now if we give, pay more attention to our daily practice and just, un, we, we need to understand what's going on in the world. So we've got ways to do that, but they're not intrusive ways, like just spending a little time online to understand what's going on without having the TV on or the radio or something that's just blaring all of these things. That, uh, that create all of these uh, anxieties and challenge. So uh, where, where I feel into that, the past, where I allowed myself to fall into challenge, it helps me today to say, yes. don't do that. You know, don't do that now. Don't do that to yourself, Steve. There's no value in that. Powerful. And you, yeah, I was thinking of just having left all of that business world behind and knowing that it, that, wasn't something I want to say like the old term of false God or like how we can so fall into that feeling of, but I'm maybe losing some of the material stuff around me and to remember one that you can survive that. And that's not, doesn't hold the deepest meaning for anyone. And I'm thinking of you having personally decided to, to, or had experienced that, to see that and to know that that's not where you're going to find your peace. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, you know, in sacred text, it talks about that we uh, identify with being of the spirit or of the flesh. And uh, the, the sooner that we can identif self-identify as being of the spirit, because we're all eternal beings, we, we understand that when we're on our conscious journey. We all actually have unlimited potential and capacities. All of these things are part of what we understand on this journey. But where we really live into it, and we say, I really, this is who I am. Uh, and, and even death, you know, there's no such thing as death. And I've got teenagers and I'm happily married. I don't intend to die. But there's really nothing that anybody can take from us. And yes, uh, some of those, the people listening have lost jobs. And that's scary. I've been in that place myself. Or, or business owners, whether you're having to furlough employees and you don't know when you can get back. Uh, on the revenue uh, number that you need to be on. So I've been in those places myself, and there's a lot of anxiety in that. But uh, 
what we can do to help ourselves is to feel into this place of 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 the spirit of oneness and we be, we will be guided through this whole divine breadcrumb thing is real this is part of going within we get guidance as to the things that we can do that will bring us out whole even bigger and stronger and better than when we came in uh, and yes. i realize that takes a lot of faith you know because the fact is not here but uh, but it works and that's that's again this whole we're in the main event this is when we really need to rely on and tune into that spiritual connection and trust it and ask for help and it's i could say we're putting it to the test i think it's part of that reset you said too like if we again it's when things are going well it's as a whole world it's been easy to ignore so many things that aren't right and now with things slowing down stopping falling apart it's that chance to really really look at what's important really connect with god really create movement from that place it's what i call soulful leadership and i think you mentioned it conscious leadership like really letting our oneness our connection to the divine guide us like never before yes exactly and and the question we can we can ask or the the uh, the questions we could pose here are if this did turn out just to be a pause button, it's only a pause button, and it restarts, and we go back to where we were, and we keep moving forward in that same direction, what happens to our children and the next generation and the generation after that? What happens to them? Most of us can see that there really is an existential crisis. There's, we, we need to create a new way of living on the earth that's in harmony with each other and the earth herself. Uh, so it's it's absolutely vital that this be a reset button and not a pause button, which means that we've all got to, and if we agree with that, then we all have to really be incredibly devoted to rebuilding thoughtfully and consciously and in every way we can with every institution that we're in touch with to uh, to influence them to rebuild thoughtfully and consciously. Yes. I'm, I'm hearing it this, I'm going to call it gathering of all of us towards that common purpose. I know in, in Love's curriculum, the guides called it um, gathering an army of love or a team of love. And I'm feeling that right now, this gathering uh, an army of conscious leaders of um, and leadership at all levels, like just our, our lives, our families, our communities, countries, this gathering that we could all be point it towards that common goal of making this a reset and that that's a huge calling at this time. Yes. And you call it soulful leadership, which, you know, it is a matter of following our soul, our soul's calling. This is whether we call it soulful leadership or conscious leadership, we're body, mind, and spirit. And as we know, most of us grew up where our mind and our body were in control of the of, of of our actions and our destiny. So part of this journey is where we realize that we're actually a spiritual being and where we turn our life over to our soul, that the other, our mind and body become power tools for our soul because we're following our soul's calling. And that's when the miracles happen. And that's where uh, where we've essentially said to the divine, to the one, I'm in. I'm here in service. I'm, I'm going to now live from my higher self. 
And when we do that, then this whole tornado thing spins up where, of course, God is in service to us. That's how life works with freedom. And then when we return it of, and I'm in service to life, uh, that's where the magic happens. That's where the miracles happen. That's where uh, incredible things happen, such as what's happened in humanity's team. It's all been a function of this God job where together we're saying, I'm, I'm going to live from my higher self. I'm in service. And uh, we're the arms and legs now of carrying out these things that we're feeling into where, uh, where, where we can be of service. Yes. And it's that's a place of purpose and fulfillment and realizing that each one of us, each one of you listening is built for this time. Like you are perfectly designed to serve and be guided at this time. And I want to end here, Steve, if you can tell us a little more about humanities team and the support that is available to people right now. And I know you've got a free video series you're going to tell us about just ways that they could um, become a part of this movement that you, I know, are leading at this time. Yeah, I've got it. And I have incredible partners all over the world, including in Canada, um, that are lightly paid or unpaid. I myself am unpaid many, and I'm 17 years into this. Uh, and I work with uh, many other leaders throughout the world, also unpaid or lightly paid. If you go to humanitiesteam.org, uh, humanitiesteam.org, and that's with a Y, uh, a Y S T E A M. Um, you'll see our homepage where there are all kinds of free things there. There are podcasts that are free. There are over 20. We do one a week. Uh, we have these free video series for all of our programs. We we do offer master classes. We're the largest uh, global nonprofit in the transformational education space. We are a nonprofit, so we don't have any shareholders or any profit or sales goals or anything like that. As a nonprofit, we're just aiming our education straight at ways we can help people. You mentioned this conscious leadership program that I created. Um, you'll see that program on our page. There are three 60-minute videos that are all free that you can go through that talk about the process of becoming conscious ourselves, then becoming a leader in full power, and then becoming a leader in full power in the collective where we're manifesting, flourishing all over the world. Those, uh, you just... Uh, can sign up to watch that uh, that video series. Um, we're we're actually doing a a live uh, webinar program with that also on uh, April 30th. So you can learn about that when you go to the humanitiesteam.org website. Um, there are also many other free programs. There's one on healing the past with Thomas Hubel and Joan Borisenko, and we're doing one right now with uh, Greg Braden, Bruce Lipton, and Lynn McTaggart called technology, consciousness, and evolution. That's all about this blurring of man and machine and, and why we don't want to give ourselves away to machine because as man and woman, we have these potentials and capacities that are unbelievable. We don't need you know, machine uh, implants um, hmm. and many other programs as well. I won't try and steer through all of them, but go to humanitiesteam.org and check out all of the uh, free resources there. Uh, there also are master classes that are inexpensive for people that are interested in a particular topic. Yes, it's amazing. So everyone go check it out. So many teachers, world-class teachers that I know you feature and work with on there, including um, the ones you just mentioned. So everyone, again, it's humanitiesteam.org. 
And there's lots of direction on how you can show up at this time and be a part of a community as well. Remembering we're not alone in this. And the more we join together, the more energy we feel, the more power, the more love, the more comfort. So I want to thank you, Steve, so much for being here and sharing this amazing wisdom, amazing connections that you have the amazing dedication and commitment that you have made and you continue to offer to all of us and to the planet and to the earth. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much, Jenny, for inviting me to be on your program with you. And let me just say to listeners, hey, let's do this. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it, lives actually depend on it. It's that important. Yes. So let's do this. Let's let's create thoughtfully and consciously this whole new mm-hmm. world, this new earth, this new hu- humankind and um, and then it's this dream that we've all had anyway on the on the conscious journey that one day this so-called heaven on earth would manifest. And isn't it neat that we can all manifest it ourselves together? Oh, it's amazing. I feel fired up, and I know everyone listening is equally feeling that inspiration. So thank you so much. And Yes, let's do this thing. <laughs> thank you, Steve. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Take Wonderful care. to see you and your listeners. Take care. Stay well. All right. Amazing. Yes, go check out all those resources available at humanitiesteam.org. And right now we're going to take a minute or maybe 30 second to a minute musical interlude so you can stretch and after this i'm going to guide us in a connective grounding so we were talking steve and i about that importance of remembering the spiritual being that you are and the guidance and support that is available especially at this time so i'm going to take us through an exercise to connect with your heart and soul and the earth and then i'll bring through words from the high council so from jesus and the archangels here for us today. So get comfortable and we'll be right back in a minute. Welcome back. I'm Jenny, and this is Amplify Love. Right now, we're going to amplify some love. I'm going to guide us into an experience to connect with your soul, with the divine, and to hear directly from the High Council, for whom I scribed the book, Love's Curriculum, Messages of Enlightenment. And the High Council is a fancy name for Jesus 
the archangels, other masters and teachers who have gathered in the spiritual realm as the voice for God, as helpers of God, the one to work with us, especially at this time. So I invite you to close your eyes as we go within and let's take a big deep breath together and letting it out. <sighs> We're going to take one more big breath and on the exhale, it's consciously releasing any, any busyness in your mind, anything you're still thinking about so that you can become fully present and just trust that whatever you need to Think about it. It'll still be there when we're done here. So big breath in and out. <sighs> Good. And then I want you to feel your feet on the floor. So uncross your legs if they're crossed. Get both of those feet on the floor. Or if you're sitting in a bed or cross-legged, just noticing where your first chakra, that the sits bones, meet the bed. And I want you to imagine sending roots out the soles of your feet or out through your first chakra. And these roots might look like tree roots or you might imagine them as roots of light. Doesn't matter. Just intend. And with your imagination and your intention, send these roots out of the soles of your feet. And you're sending them into Mother Earth. And they go into the soil and start to spread out, just trusting wherever they want to go, letting them move, anchoring, and now letting those roots come to rest. And now we ask Mother Earth, Creator, all that is the divine to send up any earth energies that you're needing here. Energies of nurturing, revitalization, grounding, opening. And those energies are coming up through the roots, up through the soles of your feet, up, up, up through your legs, up through your belly, and all the way into your heart the heart center, the heart chakra, so the whole center of your chest. And placing your hand there now on your heart. Let's breathe in and focus your breath coming into the heart and out of the heart. Just keep breathing in and out of the heart. And as you do, those earth energies are moving up through from the ground, up, up, up into your heart. And then they spill out like a fountain radiating out to fill your entire body as you breathe. Pulsating out, filling your body. And then extending out even past the outer skin of your body and into your auric field. Good. And now drawing your attention to the top of your head, to the crown chakra. And we'll ask and intend that it be open. Asking with your highest self, asking God and the angels to help your chakra be open with the crown. 
And we're opening to the most pure form of love, the divine, our oneness, our collective higher consciousness, pure love and light, opening to the wisdom of your creator and the whispers to you of true direction and the comfort that you are a spiritual being, eternal and connected and part of God. All of that divine connection of heaven coming down now through the top of your head like a white pillar channel of light, may appear golden white, comes down now through the top of your head, down through your forehead and down through your throat as it moves into your heart. And there it begins to swirl with the earth energies that are still coming up and the heaven energy and the earth energy blending together. And with your hand on your heart, breathing in and out of the heart as the earth energy and the heaven energy fill your entire body. Noticing what you feel, what you might see or sense or hear. Letting all of this divine energy fill you. All of this connection to the earth fill you as you breathe in and out of your heart. And then feeling that energy can't be contained. It starts to radiate out past your physical body into your energy field, this energy being that you are filling it, supporting you. Good. And now you may wish to invite an archangel, the guardian, your guardian angels, Maybe Jesus, the form of the divine, a guide that you wish to be with you in the room now. And I want you to remember, though, that these guides are always with you. They're one way that we can connect with our purpose, with God, with source. They're helpers of the Holy Spirit. It includes loved ones who've passed on and who are still cheering you on from the other side. Just inviting what I call your angelic soul team. So all of the angels, guides, loved ones, masters who work with you, inviting them to be in the room with you, making it safe, letting you open to this pure love and connection that is available, available to you now and always. Good. And here I ask that the high council come through me. I ask my guides and angels and Jesus to help me be a clear conduit for this amazing connection and light that they wish to bring you, the words. So I ask now that they come through me and I surrender to the highest good of each one of you, the highest good of all, in the name of love and oneness. And so it is. Dear souls, dear ones, Blessed ones, remember that you are the blessed ones, that there is nothing else than you, that you are the divine expression, that everything in your room, in your awareness, in your environment, that all sentient beings are an expression of the divine. You are it. You are God in form. It begins with you and starts with you as in you. 
as well again as all light beings that you see, all living things, all sentient beings, and even further that that entire planet of yours is filled with the creation of light, of God, God manifest in form. And if you were to pull back the veil, pull back the illusion of form, you would see all radiating as oneness and light and connection. And so we ask that you remember that that is the truth of your reality, not what you might see with your body eyes, seeing separate forms, seeing enemies, seeing illnesses, seeing friends versus enemies, us versus them, seeing all the structures that have been created. That in truth, in truth, none of that exists as the truth. Although they may exist as an illusion and an expression and a form that you see to remember that the essence of it all, behind it all, behind the scenes is love. And we are asking that you create now from that love in new ways that you might wipe the slate clean, so to speak, that you might transform the illusion, that you might transform the creations that you have created, that you would go back to the fires of love, the creative fires, that you would birth anew this planet, beginning with birthing anew the love and the fire and the flame of creation within each heart, within your heart, a heart that is connected to Jesus's heart, the creation of the Christ consciousness that he represents. And knowing that he is here with us and coming through with us at this time and can be a guide towards Christ consciousness. We could call Christ consciousness the evolution of the species, that which you are reaching to attain. And it starts with creating from that consciousness within each heart as Steve said earlier, conscious leadership, conscious that you are a divine expression and asked to be the highest form of that expression and without guilt, letting go of any guilt or shame of what has already been created on the planet, letting go of any guilt or shame that you might experience if you suffer from illness or hardship knowing that it is not up to you, but up to the creator to guide this path. That you've done nothing wrong, but it is up to you to be a vehicle for the creator with your free will to choose to listen and act, to be aligned with his team of love. Again, however, with gentleness and compassion and forgiveness, that if you were to stay in any shame or fear, it would be denying that expressive creative power that you are, that power of love. And so let yourself be unveiled and unmasked. Let go of the fear, the judgments as best you can, day to day, moment to moment, knowing that it is human to have such fears and judgments. And so have compassion for your human expression, but know that you are God's children there 
the spirit in human form. And so allow love to guide your way, to be with you, to heal you, to help you with forgiveness, to accept that you are perfectly imperfect, but that you can keep expressing and creating love moment to moment, within and without, the love that forgives, the love that heals and joins and connects. And knowing that there's no act of love or amount of love that's too small or too big, no measurement, as we have said in A Course in Miracles, there is no hierarchy of miracles. Know that every moment of love counts just as much as the big actions and mass rememberings of love. It's all one without measurement. All important as each one of you is important Remembering that each one together and collectively, you are important. And we love you and we are here to guide you to remembering that. that as you tune in and as you become aware of our whispers and the whispers of Jesus and love and the masters that have gone before and the whisper in your heart, owning the master of love and creation and fire that you are. So own that. Own that you have this creative ability to express and create heaven on earth with our help, with God's help, as one, one collective, each of you a part, an important part. So we thank you for being here. We thank you. We go with you, and we love you, and so it is. So just breathing again into your heart as we slowly, you may wish to open your eyes, and I just say thank you to the guides and angels that are all here in the presence of God. With gratitude, thank you for coming through and being here with us now and evermore. And thank each one of you for listening. Um, ways to stay in touch so that we can be this collective army of love. So we have my website, lovescurriculum.com. There, there's lots of support available there. You can check it out. As well, I want to remind you of all the great support through Humanities Team. And you can find all of that at humanitiesteam.org all right so thank you god bless you go forward and be the light be kind to yourselves and to everyone around you and again tune in connect with us with other teachers so that we can create this reset that steve was calling us to create at this time that god is calling us that the guides and angels are calling us to create all right much love to each one of you thank you take care <laughs>